Hey, PK Village. Welcome to the Patientology Podcast, where we give you the knowledge to be empowered. Here we have candid, no holds bar conversations about all things related to your health and healthcare. Be ready to laugh, learn, and maybe even cry as we journey to a place where no podcast has ever gone before. Welcome back to the Patientology Podcast. In case you missed it, in our latest YouTube video, I share with you guys that even though 2020 has just been filled with so many ups and downs, just excited to share with you all. Now, I wanted to come on here and just first of all, check in with you guys. Please let me know how you guys are doing. Comment below. Um, DM me, email me, whatever you guys choose to do. I always love to just see how you guys are doing. There's just so many things just going on this year that we all need to try to stay connected first and foremost and just do our best to be supportive of one another during such a confusing time. Now, I wanted to just come on because I'm just so excited to share with you guys how many things that I've learned this year, first and foremost. Um, it, they're not new lessons. Um, this year has just definitely made me enforce and, and work on those lessons, those life lessons. Like, we all hear about, you know, self-care is necessary, but do we all exercise self-care? Um, we all hear about, you know, eating healthy and just exercising and, and maintaining just different relationships and all these things. We hear all of these different mantras that we like and comment about on social media, but we don't actually use them in our daily lives. And I definitely was one who did that a few years back, um, just to give you guys some backstory. Um, a while ago, I was just really going through a hard time. I was a new mom I was with my first daughter. And I really was just trying to figure out who I was and what my purpose was. Um, I felt like when I was younger, I had so many different things just figured out. And then when life just kind of started to just throw things in my way, I felt buried just underneath all of those things. And sometimes I will feel like I had a glimpse of myself, like, okay, in one area of my life, maybe I, you know, lost weight, or maybe I got a little bit of success in however they may have come, or maybe I got a job that I really wanted, or maybe I got, you know, just a little bit forward in life. And so I calculated that kind of as, you know, steps forward. But then there were just, so many times in life that I took steps back just with a lot of things. Like I said, I would count losing weight as a success and then I will go right back ahead and put the weight back on. I would maybe have a little bit of financial relief and that didn't last long. Um, I would not know where my money went. And so it was just a lot of little things in life that were just kind of happening. And when I became a new mom, it really magnified those things. Like a lot of, I'm not saying a lot, but I've known a few people that think that having a child will 
kind of solve different issues in your life, but it honestly and truly just magnifies them. If you're not organized, um, having a child will definitely make you realize how quickly organization is important. If you kind of mismanage your money, again, having a child will quickly make you reevaluate just how much you have mismanaged your funds because now you have to constantly just kind of pay things out. If you know you feel that you just have all the time in the world and you know you have always tomorrow to do something, then having a child definitely will open up your eyes to how much time you don't have. Like they grow up so quickly and they do consume a lot of your time, which is. Of course, good thing, it's, it's definitely needed to nurture your child. Do not get me wrong. But going back to my story, after I became a new mom, I really was just feeling out of sorts. Um, I do feel like I had a little bit of postpartum depression. But on top of that, I just felt like I didn't have an identity. And it had nothing to do with me being a mom. Obviously, before that, I didn't. And having a child magnified that. And once I didn't have an identity, I wasn't really walking and working towards my purpose. I will say that. So I just remember one night, me just seeking God and really just taking the time out to have just quiet time and really just meditate and I began to just write a list down of everything in my life that I didn't like and these weren't necessarily just like lacking money but these were like different personality traits so I would write down things that you know I would get quick to anger and I would um not be quick to forgive people or that I was always worried or concerned or feeling anxious about things. And I wrote down just so many different negative things. And it wasn't in a way to bash myself, but it made me just kind of point things out to myself. So I wrote another list about who it is that I want to be. Who it is that I want to be remembered by that I want my daughter to see an example of who I want my husband to look at and admire. And so I started writing this list and it turned out to be a very short list. I wanted to be a person who exudes love. I want to be a person who exudes happiness and who has peace in the midst of every storm that she faces and yes it just sounds crazy but I believe that if we change our perspective that those things can be done and so I had things on there like I want to be a healthy eater and be an, an example to my daughter to be a healthy eater I wrote down that I wanted to be fit because although I love exercising um you wouldn't know that by looking at me right now, but I do love to work out. And, but I always got in my head that because I have a disability and sometimes that holds me back that, you know, I couldn't be the best athlete that I could be or be competitive. And I was constantly, um, like, I wouldn't say 
I would say comparing, I guess, kind of comparing myself to others, always kind of having like FOMO. It wasn't necessarily in a jealous way. It was more like, okay, God, like when is my time going to come? And that was actually something else that I wrote on that negative list was about wanting to be a person that was content with her life. I wrote down all these things and just over the years of, Facing just different tests and trials, I've realized that I've grown a lot internally in my heart, in my soul, in my mind. I view things in life a lot different than I did. Still, when challenges would come my way, I still, you know, it always took me a minute to just kind of adjust, to adjust to life and what was happening. So when 2020 came about it started off for me already just kind of hectic and crazy um in January you know I was gearing up to be able to give birth to my third and final miracle baby um and that happened in February so mid-February I gave birth to my third and final miracle baby who was just such a beautiful blessing in my life Um, So I gave birth to her, and two weeks later, she was hospitalized for RSV. Now, on our way to the hospital, my husband and I, on our way there, our car stopped. (laughs) Um, My aunt had to come get me and the baby, take me to the hospital with the baby, and um, my husband ended up having to get our car towed. And then right after we got uh, released from the hospital, that is when the whole country just began the shutdowns. So I already had kind of decided that, well, not kind of decided, I already had made up in my mind that because my daughter was just in the hospital that I was not going to be, you know, going a lot of places or especially with her. But the shutdown definitely just brought about just so many different challenges. Like I was sharing with a friend the other day that it wasn't, I didn't feel fear I didn't feel fearful, excuse me, let me slow that down. I did not feel fearful of what was happening. Um, I have faith in in God and I just felt, you know, at peace in regards to the pandemic. I know to be obedient to, you know, the, um, you know, if people don't want to use that word, I knew to listen to the advice of the scientists and to the doctors and everyone as far as, you know, doing different things. But what made me more, I guess, like agitated about everything that was going on is, of course, that I was a new mom and I couldn't find supplies for my kids. I couldn't find, you know, any hand sanitizer or baby wipes or diapers or anything. And that made me kind of frantic. But in the midst of all of that, I have been blessed with such a great family that um, really just went out of their way to make sure that my kids had clothes and toys and, you know, diapers and and wipes and like a a ridiculous amount of wipes actually that I got from my cousin, which I'm just very grateful for. So that happened and, um, you know, once the shutdown began, I was 
forced at home with my husband and my kids. And we live with my mother-in-law on top of that, who I'm very blessed to have in my life. But it is definitely a different dynamic where all of us are in the house together. Um, But throughout all of that, um, the pandemic made my husband and I actually have hard conversations with one another that we have I wouldn't say we've been avoiding, but we always felt like we didn't have time to have the full on conversation. And on top of that, just with my parenting, I was a parent who always say that I'm a stay at home mother who doesn't stay at home. And the pandemic definitely made me stay at home with my kids. Normally, my oldest was in preschool and my youngest. Uh, or my middle child now, poor thing, she's a middle child, um, but she doesn't have that stigma, I'm gonna make sure of it, but anyway, um, so my now middle child, her and I would go and do errands, and kind of be all out and about, go to the park, or somewhere, up until, you know, it's time for my daughter to get out of school, so I definitely wasn't really home a lot, um, so I didn't have a built-in routine or anything like that besides, like, naps and bedtimes and anything. Um, and so when the pandemic hit, it definitely made me face, like, different harsh realities of my life. As a parent, I thought that, I wouldn't say that I felt like I was doing a bad job, but I was allowing the busyness and and I wouldn't say I was busy, busy. Sometimes I would just feel like I had to find something to do. So I was allowing all of the feelings of not feeling like I had enough time to like fill up, you know, time with my kids and being forced to actually spend time with them, which I love, made me realize that I was too busy for them I guess you can say and and not in a good way like I when the pandemic first hit I really legit did not know what to do with my kids I was like okay do we go outside do we color do we do this like what what's going on what's happening because for far too long we would go to Disneyland we would do all these other things that just made you know, things quote unquote easier for me as a parent. And like I said, being forced to be home with my kids just made me reevaluate things. And the fact that sometimes I'd be there, but I was mentally always somewhere else with my kids. So I'd be sitting there, but I would be like on my phone or something. Oh, I got to answer this email or somebody texted me. I got to do this. So my kids would always be, you know, one of my attention and and things, and I would get a little frustrated, and you know, just is never in the cycle. So, it was a blessing in disguise just to be able to spend time with them and legit not have anything to do. For once in my life, like my mind just felt free. Um, being busy was just a, a habit that I had just growing up and around the people, um, you know, who raised me because it's a stigma that if you're not busy, um, or 
then you're not productive or if you're busy then you're lazy so in my head I'm like okay I constantly have to do something and kind of caused me to just constantly not be able to really just like shut off my brain and I was doing that with my kids so this pandemic allowed me to have that time with them to shut off my brain and just be a mom and enjoy them and see how like smart they are and how funny they are and just how much they have like grown and all those things that I've missed mentally because I was just super crowded and clouded with just you know, other things. And so when it came to my marriage, um, I am in an interracial relationship. For those of you who don't know, my husband is Mexican American and I am African American or black. And we've had discussions over the years about race. And one of the things that I, um, would talk to him about is about, you know, how would you explain like race to our girls? Now, my husband hadn't really experienced, um, racism. My husband grew up around, uh, in, you know, like a Latino community. And I went to school with a predominantly Caucasian community and I've experienced things like outside, I guess, of, being in communities around people who look like me, whereas he grew up around people who look like him. And so he never had really experienced or faced racism. So this year when the pandemic hit, for some reason it just was on my mind to talk to him about racism. A part of it was because culturally and I guess I wouldn't say politically and I would say um, just things that I believed in. I was kind of like holding back in my relationship um, out of fear that he wouldn't understand like where I was coming from or my views like when it comes to race. My husband grew up around uh, in, you know, like a Latino community and I went to school with a predominantly Caucasian community. And I've experienced things like outside, I guess, of being in communities around people who look like me, whereas he grew up around people who look like him. And so he never had really experienced or faced racism. So this year when the pandemic hit, for some reason it just was on my mind to talk to him about racism. A part of it was because culturally and I guess I wouldn't say politically, and I would say um, just things that I believed in. I was kind of like holding back in my relationship um, out of fear that he wouldn't understand like where I was coming from. Um, and, or my views, like when it comes to race. And so throughout the whole quarantine, him and I had several conversations, even leading right up to the death of George Floyd. Now, after, you know, being in quarantine and of course seeing that, um, 
So him and I were having different conversations. And after the death of George Floyd, it opened up a floodgate for me as an African-American woman who has experienced, um, not personally, I would say, like as a woman, I didn't have to deal with those things, but I have been in a car where my brother or cousins and different relatives had gotten pulled over and, you know, things got a little out of hand, I would say. And I've just experienced things just from a different vantage, a different um, viewpoint. We grew up in two different neighborhoods, and that's fine. Um, but so after that, it just opened up a floodgate for me. And I just started pouring out to him, like, emotionally about the things that I endured as a black woman facing racism in America and just all the things that I had to endure and I buried over the years. And even while we were in a relationship, things that I heard or said or saw, and I just didn't say anything because I knew and felt that he wasn't going to understand. But after many, many conversations just about race, it led and opened up the door for us to have conversations about other things. After we finally had a conversation that probably should have been had, you know, almost 10 years ago when we first started dating, it actually, it brought us closer. He started to understand different things from my perspective and why I move and just kind of do things differently. It opened up, like I said, uh, just a door for us to talk about other things. And in the midst of us talking about something that I just carried just a heaviness emotionally about, it made me just feel free. And it connected us in a way that we had never been connected before. So another thing that I've learned about just life in this pandemic is just to have an attitude of gratitude to learn to be thankful and grateful for everything that I have. If you tell anybody, <laughs> I wouldn't say tell, but if you ask anybody about me um, growing up or even at my adulthood, um, people will always say that I complained a lot. And I didn't think that I was complaining a lot. I thought I was like just telling people about my life or, you know, this and that. But I understand where people are coming from now. Um, you know, instead of just being grateful and just being silent like I always had to have something to say about a situation that didn't sit well with me um so I remember having a thought um like holding one of my daughters and um I was like in my head like huh you know why do I have to keep getting up in the middle of the night I wish I just had sleep and then in that moment I was reminded that, number one, be grateful that you have children, especially after they said you couldn't have them. Number two, be grateful that in the midst of a pandemic that your children are healthy. So I've just learned this year to look at things from a different perspective. 
I have heard just so many different things about, you know, just loving yourself and being free to be free to be free (laughs) and just to be who you are and to be unapologetically you. I thought that I was living a truth, but I, I really wasn't. I was, I guess you could say, kind of wearing a mask over who I am in order to please others, in order to take the easy route, you know, instead of confronting people, you know, I would just kind of go around things. In order doing things to heal my body, I would take shortcuts I was listening to other people instead of doing my own research. And 2020, just like I said, it knocked me on my butt in just so many just different ways. So after I learned to finally have attitude of gratitude, which I knew I should have been having all of these years, I've just finally started to exercise it. So by having attitude of gratitude, I learned to have a different perspective in life. To not look at things as a burden, but as a lesson. I was definitely the type of person who looked down on myself for not being in the, where I am. Or where I would say, not, I would look down on myself for not being where I thought I'd be at the age of 32. But the other day I was out for a walk and it dawned on me that I am a disabled mother of three. And I had to remind myself of that because for so many years I disassociated myself from using the word disabled. I would say I became disabled or use other things to kind of describe that. But I reminded myself the other day that I am a disabled mother of three. And despite being in pain and despite wanting some days to just give up and quit, I keep going. And I get out of bed and I do my best as a mother. And even though it may not be perfect, which Lord knows it's not perfect at all, I realize that I don't have to be perfect. And giving my best is all that I can do and that has to be enough. And for many people, you know, that lesson may seem small, but I have to remind myself of everything that I have endured in my life because I don't look back at it enough. And not in a way to stay there, but in a way to remind myself how far that I've come. And I didn't do that. And 2020, like I said, knocked me on my butt in just so many different ways. And I learned to change my perspective. Now, one other thing that I will say that 2020 brought about, I would say FOMO. I did not think that FOMO really was a real thing. When people be like, oh, FOMO, I'm like, I ain't got nothing to miss out on. I don't have nothing to miss out on. But when we were shut down and all of those trips and dreams and, okay, I'll do this for myself tomorrow or I will go on this trip one day or I'll take my kids here another day or, you know, all those things that we just put off in the blink of, in the blink of an eye, all of those things can be gone. So I've learned that 
I need to start living. I need to start living in a moment and stop allowing my circumstances to dictate what I do. Because I was always constantly putting things off. Okay, when, my, when I feel better, when my, my leg feels better, when I'm not in pain anymore, when I lose X amount of weight, I'll take those pictures with my kids. When I lose X amount of weight, I will, you know, do this or do that. When my bank account has X amount of dollars in there, then I can feel comfortable. Then I can, you know, fill out peace and, and not worry about things. But who's to say? Who's to say when those criteria are met that I don't come up with more criteria to meet? Because that's how we operate, right? We make up these perfect circumstances and and say that, you know, this box has to look this way in order for us to live our best lives. And that's how I was. And I was finding myself mentally just in so many different ways I didn't even know it so I was just excited because like I said even though this year has been hard and it has not been without the challenges I have learned to view life differently and I feel the lightest at my heaviest that I have ever felt. <laughs> and I will say that again. I feel the lightest at my heaviest than I have ever felt. That even though my body looks ravaged from after having three kids, I feel free about it. Even though I've lost relationships, I feel free about it. Even though things don't come out perfect and I'm late because I have three kids to put in the car or, you know, my husband and I have different discussions or just anything. Just because life isn't perfect, I am okay with it and I feel the freest that I have ever felt in my life. I feel free to speak my truth and to live in my truth and to be in my skin that I'm living in and to not be my harshest critic. I feel free to be open to other people's opinions about me that can help me grow. I used to get offended when people would say I complain or I'm loud or tell me that I'm wrong. I used to hate being wrong. And now every night that I lay my head down, I kind of take an overview of my day and, and what I said to people. Am I showing love? Am I love? Am I showing love to myself? Am I one step closer to becoming the person I want to be? Did I do the work today? And not in a way to criticize, but in a way to correct so that I can continue to grow and grow and grow and grow. And I'm very grateful for my husband, for definitely always being one of the realest people I know. And it used to be hard for me to accept some of the harsh realities that he would say to me. But again, I'm grateful for 2020 and what it has brought me thus far. And I'm excited to live out the next five months of this year. I'm excited to step into a new Life and a new beginning that I know will be imperfect and I know will be hard. But like I said, for the first time, I feel 
free. I feel free because I'm viewing life differently. I'm doing life differently. And there's no turning back for me. And if I do take a step back, I hope you guys correct me. <laughs> because that is not my intention. But that's what we're here for. To be a community. To lift each other up. To guide each other. And to share each other's stories and our knowledge about all things. So that the next person can learn so that the next person doesn't have to walk in the same steps that we did so they can have a head start. So I just hope that we all live out the rest of this year as best as we can. That no matter the hardships that we face, that we will look at the things that we do have and be grateful for them. Look at this time as an opportunity to grow ourselves. To start the things that we said that we were going to start tomorrow. So all those things that we put off about, you know, I'm going to help this person tomorrow. Or I'll start this business tomorrow. Or I'll donate tomorrow. You know, now is the time. Because we all see that life is just too short. So don't just be like I was and just... See all of those little, you know, quotes and like them and comment on them. Let's start living them. Let's start living the positivity that we want to be. And start leading and living lives that will inspire people without us having to speak or be boastful. So for those of you who are just new and tuning in. Thank you just for listening. My name is Renice and I'm the creator of Patientology. And I created this platform to help people heal and grow mentally, physically, and financially. Even in areas we feel don't hold us back, oftentimes they do. And take it from someone who's a yo-yo dieter <laughs> that has gone back and forth in her life so many times. And never understanding why. I now realize that I was holding on to just so much weight. That it just felt so normal to me to be carrying. That every time I thought it was time for me to put it down, I would pick it right back up. But now that I'm not carrying that weight anymore, it feels free. So thank you guys just for listening. I'm wishing you guys wellness and hoping that the rest of 2020 brings about revelation and change and growth for all of us. Just thank you guys again for tuning in. Please don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And definitely comment about this episode. I want to hear from you guys. Check in with me. Email, comment, DM, whatever you guys feel comfortable with. Go ahead and just let me know how you guys are doing, how I can help you guys, and how we can help each other as a community. So go ahead and just go ahead and get in contact with us. And also, don't forget to to follow us on our social media platforms. Thank you guys once again just for tuning in. I'm wishing you guys wellness, strength, prosperity, and health, 
in every area of life. And remember that you guys are stronger. And I'm not going to say you guys. We all are stronger than we feel. Thank you for listening. This has been the Passionology Podcast. Please connect with us by subscribing and by following us on Instagram and Facebook. And as you journey throughout this week, remember that you are stronger than you feel.